Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 161. I'm Graham. I'm here with Luke and Cody. Uh, Richie is not able to come on today, and the reason he's not here and we don't have a guest on is because Cody was plowing I'm taking soul blame? Oh, no, 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 no. no, Let me me finish my intro. I don't need you rudely interrupting every time. Uh, (laughs) Cody was out out plowing. uh, If you know what I mean. Snow or whatever, dudes. Um, Oh, no, no. no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, be quiet next time. Let me finish. And then you won't have have to go that far. Um, Yes, sir. And I believe he prefers daddy. Oh, my, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> and I was and I was uh, very sick Tuesday to the point where even even with Advil, I would have been completely out of it and not have been a fun hamper to do an intro or even sit on a podcast. So, um, here we are, a couple days later after the calamity, and uh, just recording a quick one here to just sort of give you guys something to chew on because we know a few of you will uh start sharpening the pitchforks if the podcast doesn't come out once a week um so i find the cult following to be awesome and kind of hilarious but just a little bit scary there aren't many of many of them but the ones that do <laughs> they will dm us or you know uh messenger us or whatever saying where's the podcast and that's it <laughs> or something along those lines and you feel so bad you have to you have to explain what happened so instead yeah, of having f- to do that we're just going to release a podcast so they don't have to <laughs> i mean now they're going to be asking questions but um they will it'll they'll have a podcast so they won't be mad right hopefully and but, i kind of get that because back when i was listening to the podcast if it like i would get so used to like a social norm especially like for people who drive a lot like you get used to that social norm of like, okay, every Friday I'm gonna pop on the podcast and listen to it on my way to work or on my way home. And yep. then when we fuck up, we don't put one out. It's like, where the fuck is it? I'm all fucked up. My life is in shambles because of these guys. And then it's like, <laughs> I gotta text them and be like, what the fuck, boys? And it's 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 always such a good time because yeah, we do apologize a million times over for those moments. But you know, shit happens. All right, you fuckers try starting a podcast and doing it every week. Okay, damn. Yeah. We, and we, uh, Honestly, like, I like doing it week to week instead of having the backup because before in some of the earlier podcasts, and we were like, uh, I think two weeks behind yeah. when we record one week and then it wouldn't come out for another week. So we had a, a more of a delay. I felt like it was less personal. Uh, oh, agree, so many, dude. Yeah. Like having it be like, okay, we record the episode Tuesday or Wednesday and then we dump it on Thursday for people to listen on Friday. That's like very quick. Like, we we'll, we've had this conversation. It's only been two days. Like, if yeah, people have anything weird. they want to say, they they can just or it, yes. ask or questions or relevance, and it doesn't to us feel like a million years ago or you know two weeks yeah, ago. The, it's it's the like oh that was a, that was the other day. Um, yeah. For sure, for sure. I mean, I agree completely. Like when people bring up something, it's like we just had the conversation a day ago. So like we're, I don't know, it's still fresh in our heads, just like you were kind of getting at where back in those days, they'd be like, oh, dude, last episode was great. And I'm like, who the fuck did we have on? Yeah. And it, it worked. It worked at that point in time, I think, just because we sucked. We were still pretty, yeah, we, we kind of sucked <laughs> and the conversations weren't really 
go like that great. Not that they're really much better anymore, but uh, <laughs> I think we flow a little better, so that's cool. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know. I don't know. Yeah, so I didn't do anything all week. I was sick. Uh, the Miracles of Advil kept me functional really today and yesterday, but uh, yeah, I haven't been up to much. It's been cold. Even if I wasn't yeah. sick, I'd be debating going to the shop. I need to get an electric heater. Not that the diesel heater is, is wrong. It's not doing anything wrong. It's good. But it's a pain in the ass. And I was talking to Marvell earlier, and he was because he was asking if I was going to the shop tonight. And I was like, hell no, I'm still sick, and it's freezing out. Um, <laughs> it was I, fucking cold as hell, to be fair. I know, I it can was. tell, because I can always tell when in the apartment, because uh, if I go down the stairs to the door, that area is very drafty, like the air gets in. Fortunately, heat rises, so like the heat for the apartment usually stays up here. Uh but if you go down those stairs and it's cold, like, you know it's cold. There's two doors. <laughs> like... Yeah, I feel that. It was... Oh, man. So I ended up getting screwed over at work. And this becomes relevant here. Because I walked into work and it was, like, 9.45 at night. And I'd worked 7 to 7.30. And I thought it was going to be a little in-and-out adventure. And it was, like, 25 degrees. I left... It was five fucking degrees when I left in Tennessee, and I'm like, "What the? Isn't it fuck supposed is to be warmer shit? down there?" I thought it was supposed to be nice and balmy, and you know, last winter was like forty all year, except for that one random minus nineteen day that we had, um, which was also <laughs> another oddity. Um, but like, you know what I mean? It was fucking miserable all progress on logan's jeep has just stopped because it's like fuck working in 15 degrees <laughs> yep well that makes me feel better about just i don't know it's not uh it's the circumstances have all been out of my control for the most part um but i just haven't made as much progress on that as i'd like to i'm still i got the transmissions i talked about how I drilled those holes wrong, right? Mm, no. Oh, Wait, I didn't. oh, you told no, no, no. You told me on the phone that day. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can just never tell if I'm talking to Cody. I just assume it's on the podcast. Um, <laughs> Damn. Well, I bought right. this fancy. If I ha well, if I have talked about it, I apologize. And if I haven't, well, here you go. Uh, I bought the Iro clocking uh, tool to like clock the uh, to drill new holes in the correct position. But my dumbass, because I didn't make it out of cardboard on and wasn't the doubler like, or on the uh, trans trans training. transmission. Okay, cool. So it's a two thirty one doubler and it's flipped, so the case is on backwards, and those things are keyed, so you can only put them on one way. Um, so you can't put it on backwards, so you can't be dumb, which makes sense <laughs> unless you actively want to be dumb, and then you needed to have it flipped, which is what we needed. And when I did it the first time. I've made this thing out of cardboard and just, you know, uh, punched the holes and drilled them, and that was that. And I spent a lot of time on this piece of cardboard making sure things were right, because I really didn't want to fuck it up, because I had no idea what was happening other than I needed it upside down, and this is the best way to get it to go that way. And I, the other holes from the other transmission on the rig before this manual was 
um, this transmission with the holes drilled to like, I think five eighths or some ridiculous size. They were massive and it just looked sketchy and felt sketchy. And I was wondering why the hell it was like that until I tried to put the transmission on the new motor or the transfer case on the new transmission. Uh, and it just didn't, it didn't fit because it was upside down. And then it all made sense as to why the holes were bigger, but I hated the execution of it. So, uh, I, I spent a bunch of time on that cardboard thing, made it, came out mint, worked great. Well, I bought this Iro off-road, um, locking iron, jig, iron rock off-road, uh, locking, not locking jig, but like a clocking jig. Yes. So my dumbass takes it, goes, Sweet, this is going to be super easy. It's I don't have to do any of the work. Uh, and my dumbass put it on upside down, or put it on front ways up uh, all correctly, like you were going to just clock your transfer case. Which doesn't work, because you need it to be the other way. So I basically drilled clocking holes in the transfer, or in the transmission that aren't going to work, because even though they're holes, you know, it's another set of holes, they're not upside down, so it doesn't do me any good at all. Which, I was very upset about at first, but then I realized that it's just an AX-15, you can take the back housing off, I'll clean the inside of the other one up, and put it on the other transmission, and it'll be fine. Uh, and it's good, because I actually get to look at the inside oh, of the hey, transmission. Hey, hey, you wanna, you wanna send that down here? What? You want the improperly drilled AX-15 tail housing? I don't have, it's properly drilled for me. No, because now it has holes in it, right? It's got no, two it work holes. For it's me. got two sets of holes. It's got the OEM, and then it has a... Um, it's I don't have a like doubler, a, so I don't need them to be flipped around the opposite direction. I can just slap that bad Larry on there. But isn't it internally drilled? So wouldn't you have to figure out... A, actually, wait, wait, no. wait. How does that work? Is it extra, Is there a flange that you are drilling yeah, on the backside out? Yeah, there's a big flange that yeah, all the okay. stuff sits on. You've taken a 231 off an AX-15 or a... No, AW4, it was out right? of AW4, but I just I didn't same know difference. Was... Okay, They're all cool. like okay, it's okay, external. It's like it was... a flange. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I there's enough meat the there that you can easily. The reason they have the clocking is a thing in the first place is because there's enough meat to actually drill the holes and get it done. Like they literally set it up so you could be dumb, or so an OEM could make it mate to whatever trans transfer case they wanted to. But yeah, I mean it was. The what is it? It's not the A three forty. It's some weird. I think R one fifty one Toyota boys can yell at me in the comments and tell me that I don't know jack shit nor fuck, and they would be correct. Uh, but it's a Toyota transmission because it's. Oh, an I'm A3. sure Eddie Class is screaming at us right now. Eddie Class probably has already said the name of that transmission three times over yeah. during well, this no, conversation. They are. They're very similar. I know you can actually yeah. interchange parts between the AX fifteen and whatever the Toyota equivalent is. Um, oh, yeah, Logan and I were getting absolutely silly with some of that stuff. There's and, a, like, I think one of them has like a lower gear or something. Like you can do some yeah. stupid shit with it to make an AX15 a little bit better. Is one it worth of them, it? So, no. So according to Eddie, this text that he sent to me on the first. So the output shaft on the AW4 versus the A340 is a Toyota. Is in a Toyota are different, but you could switch the pump and take the um, torque converter and bell housing to make an AW4 fit a Toyota. Yeah, the AW4 is uh, the manual. Or the auto. Oh my god. The auto. The manual is whatever. Um, anyways, same point though. Sorry. I was just. It was It was good knowledge. I'm sorry. Okay. My yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. So he's and like the only like rabid Toyota guy I know. So. He's um, cool. He messages yeah, he's really me cool. randomly. Um, yeah. 
And on the note of other stupid Toyota-related stuff, there's a crashed uh, IS300 from the 90s at a local junkyard, and I'm like, hmm. They want 1500 bucks for it. You already have a Comanche. You do I have a Comanche. I don't want the IS for the IS. I want the IS for parts for the Comanche. Oh. If I were to be really stupid, because uh, it's a... That would be a 2JZ uh, without the, what is it, the piston oilers is the biggest difference in non-turbo. However, compared to a Renix AX or a Renix 4O, that's not a bad little improvement in horsepower and torque. No. But I am far too lazy to actually make that happen, and I want the Comanche out of my life. So if you know anyone that wants the Comanche, you know, there's a reasonable price, and then there's a delivered price, and uh, we can meet in the middle on that. So, you know, whatever. Um, but that's that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, there's... Uh, what is it? There's that 2JZ... Coman- or not Comanche... Um, 2JZ XJ up by you guys. Yeah. That's running the um, AW4 to a 231 that's been adapted like you were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know him too well. I know that he has some YouTube videos out there talking about it, but in the most respectful way, I don't think he knows all that much because the last I heard, he was trying to have Marvell and Graham swap a motor for him. So, taking what he knows for a grain of salt and all these things. So, I thought that was wild too when Marvell was, you know, asked me if uh, about that thing because he was going to do work on. It. I was like, he lives around here, and oh yeah, he lives. Yeah, I mean, I've yeah. seen like, a now I know that. Too. I didn't. I didn't know that at the time. But did he? I thought somebody else built it. Did he just buy it? I forget. I think he bought that thing built because I remember seeing pictures of the build in progress. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I didn't really follow it enough. It's not really like two JZ swapping and XJ isn't really like there are plenty of things I would think two JZ swapping is cooler in, and Cherokees is like not one of them. I mean, it's cool. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like I'm not gonna search out of my way to find a two JZ. 2JZ swapped XJ. Uh, just my opinion. Other people can think that's cool. I just don't. like. It's already got a six-cylinder. Let's just put a different six-cylinder in it. That doesn't seem that cool to me. The only but, thing that I think would be cool with that would be like if you were to completely gut a Cherokee, make it look like a Cherokee, but, you know full basically buggy treatment and then have a 2j under there that is turboed and like just so that way it's so many things that make you just look at it and go what the fuck that you have to just walk around the whole rig scratching your head yeah but that's not what that one's like i want to say that one's like an xj it's just like xj xj things but it's got a 2jz and that's cool but it's not like Exactly. So it's, it's just it's XJ. Like, eh, it's just XJ. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Not it's what great, you consider not, like your typical non-wheeler XJ. You know. 
yeah, it's just like a nice daily driver XJ with a 2J, and that's cool, but yeah, that's not what like gets my socks off here. Um, if it was like a 2J XJ slammed on its nuts with half the body chopped off to get it like not stupid low, but like dumb low, low. that'd be cool. Or like you were saying, Luke, like full buggy oh, turbo the fuck with out of the, the thing fucking and... like cherokee body over the buggy that would be fucking cool even too. if it was like a one ton even if you had a like 40s turbo 2jz one ton just beat off rig that would be cool too i'd be okay with that but alas it is a daily driver which is cool just different uh, it's it's not a it it's Missed potential. There is so much more potential. And, you know, maybe it'll get there. I don't think it'll get there with that body. From what I've heard, it's a little rusty, but uh, yeah. I don't know what they're <laughs> fixing. Because I think that was part of the job that I was supposed to help Marvell fix. Uh, I don't know whatever came of that job, but uh, I think he ended up turning it down because he said it needed a new body, which isn't very... Owners of vehicles don't generally like when you say that, especially when they're swapped. But... It is the reality of New England is shitboxes rot. So, meh. I don't know. Either way, it's cool. It's cool enough. I'll give it that. I'm not trying to rag on it. I just No, no, no. no. I think it's a cool proof of concept, too. I mean, I think it's a very unique thing. It's expensive as shit for one of those motors. And could you have probably done something a little bit different for a better cost? Probably. But also, it's like... We're also talking about it right now, so clearly they did something correct. Yeah, it, it's right? a talking point. <laughs> if yeah. nothing else, it's a talking point. Um, so that's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, since this is kind of a pickup sticks thing, uh, what else you been up to, Graham? Life wise, anything cool? Uh, I'm like fun life wise. Ooh, my, I can't talk. If you couldn't tell. Yeah, um, well, we can't English normally, so this is no surprise. Yeah, but yes. I usually can talk. I just, like, I, I can't. Um, I mean, over the past... I mean, I've done a lot the past two weeks, but, like, it's not all podcast-related or, like, relevant uh, or, like, fun to talk about. Um, Feel that. You know my details on uh-huh, that. So. Uh-huh. I was in Florida for a day. Which would be cool, except it was for a funeral. Um, yeah. Then I got sick, probably from being in Florida for a day. Yeah, because you were in you scummy Florida. Florida, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Um, yeah, and that's, I mean, just tinkering away on Sean's stuff. I got to get that, like I said, the transmission's got to go back together once I swap the tail housings. Um, and then I got to just go, you know full bore on that 05 plus it just got to get done um i'm not delaying it i'm just at this point i'm waiting to put the transmission together so i don't fill it with metal from cutting the stupid 05 plus housing down it's like i want to say 50 percent cut off there's just like fiddly work and some of the casting on the oh, driver's side sucks. like i have the the top half's cut off uh, DeWalt actually makes some pretty good blades. So I know I've always been a Diablo guy. If you've listened to the podcast, everybody talks about Sawzall blades. I'm always saying the Diablos are the greatest. Well, I went to Lowe's and I found these DeWalt blades. And I'm not a DeWalt guy. I don't really like DeWalt blades. Um, 
And these things said, and I didn't read it very closely at the time, but I did after I used them and was cutting with them and they were doing really well. It's a, you do know DeWalt's the same thing as uh, Lenox Blades, right? I just want you know, to clarify that. So uh, Nope, this isn't a Lenox Blade because, I mean, it must be, but it's not uh, one that um, any of our mutual friends can get, can get from their dealers at, or their page in DeWalt. Like, they they absolutely can. He's just not talking to the right person. Yeah, well, he hasn't either way. He hasn't just like it. I got that Dewalt chop saw. I mean, it's it's doable. He's just yeah, dumb. but they also couldn't get me the, he couldn't get me the the compressor either. Yeah, like, there's some things because they just can't get. No, because he's no, okay. no. We'll talk the about this. Like, I'll talk about this. He's talking to the wrong person. He's doing it the wrong way. Because I trust me. I mean, what makes it any different than buying any part? You know. It's just it's just a something from their website, and it doesn't have to. The website Unless it's that weird and special. He, like sometimes shit happens, and these are special blades, Cody. But take, it said two times the life, and I was like, well, two times isn't as good as a hundred times, which is what the Diablos say. But then I read it after it was cutting, and it said two times the life of the Diablo blade, and I said, okay, fair, well played. Well yep, played. They they actually are really nice blades. They cut pretty well. Uh, they were noticeably more resistant to like the immediate fade out that you would get with them, Cody. Um, uh-huh. That the Diablos had the the Dewalts didn't do that as bad. Um, and they cut like when when you actually got them on something where they were <coughs> it wasn't just cutting through straight cast. It would actually had like a start and an end where you could cut through it. It cut like butter. That thing just ate it um so that yeah, those worked really well fancy blade or the new ones the du- the dewalt blades the ones that i grabbed they're really? they are fancy blades it's a it's a diablo blade or it's a competitor carbide to a diablo blade. it's a carbide tip sawzall blade that's expensive it's like uh, i don't know ten bucks not cheap <laughs> yeah carbide's not cheap either you can get like yeah like 10 bucks the... 10 bucks to use a sawzall blade and you know, cut through something that I'd have to sit there with an angle grinder for God knows how long or because um, of a weird angle. That's the thing is it's like, especially on those housings, the weird angles, you can't get a saw or an angle grinder in there. You have to use a band or not a band. So yeah, a portable bandsaw or a sawzall or something else. And I don't have a portable bandsaw because I'm not made of money. And I don't really see how many, what other, what use cases I would have for one of those. But other than that, um, the only thing the, I'll say cost. is I'm lazy, and I would buy one to do an O5 plus if I had to do an O5 plus. But I would, but thing. I spent like three grand on shop equipment last month, and I'm not doing that again in any immediate future because it's done. Like I have all the things I need, minus like little tools here and there like i have the basics there's no need for me to be hemorrhaging any more money on that place unless i absolutely need it which happens but it's not going to be in the triple quadruple digit uh cost range it's going to be lower than that and i'm okay Mm -hmm. with that but i'm not going to just go drop money on more milwaukee shit because oh it'll help me cut an 05 plus axle i can go buy a ten dollar blade Oh yeah, well, two I would ten dollar blades it. for fifteen bucks, and those will get through half of that massive chunk of casting, and then you know the rest you can finesse with an angle grinder, however you need to. So that big one does fucking work. Yeah. The one that Marvel brought up, I bought a bunch of blades for that too. It's still there. Oh, that thing was that was great. 
That was yeah, fun. Yeah, that thing, that that thing, thing. chugs. Yeah. It definitely got to be careful, though, because I was on. There's that one section that I was like on for just a little bit too long, and it was it went like a solid quarter inch into the tube, which, again, not terrible, but still, like, take your eyes off of it, and that fucker's going to dig. Yeah, yeah. That's well, always a good thing too, that I mean. they're half inch wall tubes, and you can just fill that in with some wild. That's what I was going to say. Not ideal. You probably shouldn't try cutting into your tubes, but, um,. Or if you do commit. It was your axle. I wasn't going to baby it too much. I saw a couple times where I was a little nervous. I didn't see you actually cut that part. So that's. that's I was also fucking drunk. You could have just tapped me on the shoulder and been like, hey, bud, let off on that side. No, you wouldn't have. I told you to to quit drinking the beers, too. And you didn't do that either. Because I made you think about how many you had drank. And uh, it was fine. I only had 10 that night. I was good. (laughs) Exactly. The night after is a different story. I tried to intervene at seven. Uh, I'd like to. I like to mention. Um, no, so you're a good friend, and let me keep drinking in your presence. That's a good friend. He wasn't driving home. Uh, he was oh, yeah, operating power wasn't. equipment. Um, there's a PPE. hospital down the road. He had PPE. Yeah, we're good. And everything's fine. Yep. In a big angle grinder, but it's okay. <laughs> hey, he had some big angles to grind. Hey, I did. Oh, I did. There was a lot that that um. I don't even know what that was. It wasn't a perch, but it was like a bracket. It was just the last little bit of the casting of it. I was on that for a solid like 25 minutes just going and going and going. You weren't, like, go- you weren't belligerent, I would say. Oh, yeah, you, no, were, like I was being you stupid, were focused. But- it was a you were like it was just you doing not justifying drinking and angle grinding, but I mean, <laughs> had I had I noticed you being particularly unsafe with the oh, angle yeah. grinder, I would have been like, buddy, time to put it down. But you weren't. You were just cutting the things off the axle and you were doing no, a I pretty damn fine. good job of it. And I wasn't going to tell you to stop cutting the axle well. Like That's not <laughs> what you was do. Being made. Progress was continuing <laughs> regardless of how inebriated I was. We and a lot through. of it was you sitting on the sawzall like, my arms are tired. I, don't, I, Dude, don't I couldn't wanna, feel I my wanna... hands. Exactly. Uh, he was complaining about his hands. Right. Like he I needs have to feel his hands to use a sawzall. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was fun though. That was honestly that was a really good night. And thoroughly that and weekend in general, there was so much progress done at the shop, and then we had a fucking fantastic New Year's. I was sick. Yeah, that was definitely one to write down. Yep. Start the new year right. Cutting axles and inebriated cutting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! But anyways, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to kind of see things kind of get moving on Sean's rig. I'm sure he'll be happy to get it back. I'm sure he's already written off snow wheeling for the beginning portion of this year, but maybe maybe he'll be able yeah, to. Yeah, well, that was never his plan to begin with. He has a um, he's on warrior. He wants to go to wheeling for warriors in May, which is more That's than fair. enough deadline. I'm trying to get it done long before that, so we'll see how that goes at the rate that I'm moving right this second uh, it's which is a snail's pace that's not looking amazing but I do want to have it done sooner rather than later it's not I'm not trying to lollygag on it I've just been busy with shit uh, out of my control so um, (laughs) we're gonna just keep plugging away as we always do and uh, it will get done I also kind of want to get have it out sooner rather than later, so I can have my jeep not getting filled with snow because it doesn't have any windows. Um, <laughs> Why don't we go tarpon, Graham? What? Why don't we go tarpon? How did you? How did you not end up with windows, Graham? I don't know. That just happens. Please take. <laughs> 
<laughs> and rocks and rocks but Mostly we should trees. we should just let's just go this weekend and go put a tarp over we can go get a tarp for dirt cheap at harbor for i don't it might already have a tarp over it i don't want to turn it, it into doesn't. a swamp though at this point it's cold uh, just let it freeze and do its thing it's probably better that way there are not going to be any squirrels or mice living in it because it's cold in there it's not a warm a place point. to hide so, well not say burrow under your seats but you know it's fine also, no off squirrels in my pants. It's fun. <laughs> S-I-M-P, squirrels in my pants. <laughs> uh, those seats are fucked anyways. Uh, I love the PRPs, but those things are hammered, and I've only had them in there, oh, I don't know, a couple of years. My Corbos are chugging on. I know, and Marvell's got a set of Corbos that have been sitting out in his yard for the past however long, and... They're still mint looking. I was gonna say they still look like, fucking great. I don't understand. Like, oh it. no, you used them a little too much, and it's been three years. We're gonna start <laughs> cracking. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's a little bit iffy, but you know. yep. Meanwhile, mine are out it's there fine. right it's now. It's planned obsolescence. Yeah, it's planned obsolescence. But then I can just buy the heated and cooled ones. Is your bougie Ooh. like that? <laughs> yeah, you gotta like that. With huh? my AC blown out now, I need something. I should fix that this summer, but we'll see if I get there. Um, just send an used email to first. They will talk about them on the podcast. Huh? See if they'll give us a say. Give send them an email first. Be like, yo, if, you know, give me a deal on this, and I'll talk about you on my podcast. We already do. Cool. It's free advertising for them. Yeah, but like, reach out, point. bud. Talk. <laughs> all right well do you see my emails brother we gotta work on this together <laughs> this <is a> wee <laughs> thing. <laughs> i'm not saying you i'm saying reach out bud as in like me oh. talking to prp oh. <laughs> say, maybe we we're here we're talking this. it's free advertising hey, you gotta give yo, us charity on that fucking note can we just talk about the amount of fucking people that are like posting oh we got sponsored i'm like damn i guess it truly is a new year Everyone's got fucking money to start getting sponsored and shit. Yeah. I mean, shit, anybody could do it. I'm just kidding. Just teasing the boys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, we, I mean, we, I'm, hey, I'm not against it. I've talked about this on the other episode. I ain't against it. You gotta just point me in the yeah, direction. Yeah, but General Grabber won't reach out to you. So yeah, it's fun. yeah, because I've talked enough shit to those poor bastards. They probably don't <laughs> even want to hear from me. <laughs> oh, yeah, here I am, bad mouthing PRP. And they're like, well, if you wanted to give me some seats, <laughs> you gotta talk to me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Craziness, craziness. <laughs> yep, that's for damn sure. Uh, uh, Anyways, but yeah, you know, I uh, I almost think that I almost started the Jeep the other day. You guys would have been fucking impressed. I like brought out the jumper cables, was looking at it, but then I just drank a beer instead, and just stared at it for a little bit, and I, and I felt I felt that was enough. You know, I thought about it, and that was a good start in the right direction. Mm. I, am I at, started my speaking of starting. Sorry, Luke, you go first. I am at a full two weeks of no alcohol, and I am not loving life. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Let me just yeah. sit really quick. Yeah. I don't know if that came through the cool. mic or not. But it did. I, it I did, did it for did. you. Very cool. Appreciated right now. Uh, I'm drinking great. water. Big Y water, actually. Uh, so, I'm with you. Lame of the why. Uh, it's because I'm sick. Otherwise, I'd be drinking a twisted oh, tea yeah, or something yeah. dumb. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just I'm behaving myself. But we can go more into that later. 
Well, that's good. We like behaving, Luke. Um, All right. So what what did you do to your shitbox, Graham? You almost started it. Oh, whoa, whoa. I was gonna not start my. I don't know my Jeep. It probably starts. It doesn't have power steering, but we don't need that. Um, we'll fix that when we get it back. I was gonna say I haven't sorted my truck in a solid three, four days, and it's called out. So I might start it. When's the coldest day supposed to be? Saturday. Saturday is supposed to be like maybe I leave it till yeah. Saturday and see if it starts. That'd be fun. Your truck or the Jeep? My truck. Oh boy. A little, yeah. a little second gen cold start, dude. She'll it love it. It should start. It started last winter when it was cold as shit, and I had left it for a couple I, days, but we'll I see. It's, it's got a couple more miles on it now, and mm. they haven't been easy miles. And My dad's truck still fired up at fucking 400,000 miles and five degrees. It wasn't happy about it. It went instantly to three-cylinder high idle, but like, hey, whatever. It I don't started. think I have a three-cylinder high idle. On you my do. It's Hold just on a second. What? Three-cylinder yeah, have- high idle? Hold yes. What? It just, it cuts off the other few and just, yeah. what? Yeah, um, it's it's it to generate more heat in the yeah. engine block because you're running those three cylinders harder and it's like one, three, and six or whatever. I forget exactly yeah, what it is. The five yeah, nines I, do not warm up unless they're under load. Like yep, if I drive my truck and it's at a hundred degrees in the on the coolant temp, and I leave it and and it's cold out like it is now, and I leave yep. it to idle, and I go into the parts store to buy parts or whatever I need to do, and I come back out, it will still be at that temperature. It does not warm yep. up. Uh, do you have a piece of cardboard between your intercooler and your radiator? No, because that's bad for them. Hmm. I don't know about that, but okay. Never had a problem with overheating on that one. Well, I'm not saying it overheat. I'm just saying like I don't think it's good for all the other things that might potentially need cold air to cool down. But oh, the not all that terrible. Is. If it's cold enough that you have to do that to get some cabin heat, I'm not worried. I'm about not. The other I don't stuff. have any issue with cabin heat. Uh, I have this junky thermostat in it. It's some AutoZone piece of junk, and it. It's kind of goofy because in the summer you can you know it's kind of doing weird things. It'll be it runs a little hotter than like midline, which is 190, I think. So it runs probably around 200, which is actually fine. I don't think there's any problem. When you go up, excuse me. When you go up hills, it will it will start getting creeping closer to the end of the the workable range on that gauge, but it never goes over. Um and when you it's almost like the the thermostat is delayed, but it's like very visible on the gauge. It's almost scary because uh, it doesn't react immediately. So like you'll be doing things and it won't be responding or giving it the correct amount of coolant to make it, you know, level out. And that's in the summer. It's sketchy, but it's never given me a problem over the whole year. I drove it last year and I drove it a lot last year in some pretty hot temps um, and up some pretty steep hills at like pretty sustained, uh, like, heavy throttle and it never over with the trailer it never overheated um other than when the belt came off but that was you know because there was no water flowing um and in the winter it seems like it really holds all the coolant in and heats it up and then it's then it's fine it'll run at 190 once it gets to 190 um for the rest of the time it's driving so i think that's been good and i've had good heat it's never once it gets going it's fine so, 
If only the heated seats worked. The heated seats only work in perfect conditions when the interior is warmed up already, and that's kind of defeats, not that defeats the purpose of them. So, <laughs> uh, and mine doesn't work anyways. But the passenger one does, but it only works when you like look at the plug and pray, and it's warm out. So, uh, so it sounds like WJ heated seats very similar. Yeah, well, it's a Chrysler, so um, makes sense. Yeah. And there's, it's a mess because there's a, it's like a special package with a special, uh, central timing module board with the relays for those things. And it has to do some sort of check to make sure the seats are working. And obviously if you have a break in the circuit, it's not going to put the heater on because you'll shock your ass or something like that. Um, or it's going to so, get really hot, really yeah. fast. So, <laughs> fortunately, to my, from what I understand, that board uh, that that board with the heated seats is very difficult to find, or it's expensive. It's like three hundred bucks, which isn't that bad. But like compared for a for a board from two thousands uh, seats, uh, it's pretty damn expensive. And I think that seems to be fine. It's just something on the circuit. The actual like wiring is messy. It's it's like it doesn't have consistent ground or something dumb. So I don't know. I'm not really. I don't care that much about the heated seats. You drive it, the heat warms you up, and then you're good. But, yeah, kind of interesting, kind of annoying. But, yeah, it'll be fun to start it in the cold. It always gets it gets really grumpy in the cold. It doesn't usually have any problems. Like, I've never... Only one other time is it really chugged when it was cold, and it was last year about this time. So, it'll be fun to let it cold, cold start for a little bit. Do you have any weird, like, training issues that come up during that time? Like, like when it's cold out? Um, no more than normal. I mean, it always is kind of grumpy with me, but it's never, uh, it's never had any major problems other than, you know, the little jumpy thing it does. And that's not a transmission problem. That's an electrical problem, but I'm not really going to do anything about it because I can fix it with, you know, uh, uh, why can't I think of the word? I have no idea. I'm oh trying to boy. think of the words you're trying, trying to think it was, of. It wasn't, even, it wasn't even a serious thing. It was like, a, I was trying to be funny. Um, <laughs> now it's not funny at all. Like a crucifix. Yeah, you kind of killed that I one. just have to wave the sage and the crucifix over it, and it, it fixes itself for like a, <laughs> a month. Usually right before a trip, I have to just like, there's, I'm not joking, there is literally like things I'll do to make it not do that. And every time, it's totally fine for an entire trip. Like, I'll drive... God knows where. Like, Luke, when I went to Tennessee, I got to Tennessee. We were, it was great. It didn't have any problems driving the whole way down. I get to Tennessee, and all of the gremlins start coming out, because it's like, oh, you're not driving back, huh? You're just gonna stay here? Now we're, we're just gonna fuck you over, okay? Uh, it was doing that thing where the the radio stopped working, a bunch of random bullshit. It was oh, just... Uh, the fucking ground that we fixed next to the trailer. Yeah, well, that ground needed to get fixed again once I got back from uh, Missouri. But um, it it sur- see again. It's just the sage and uh, crucifixes. You fix all the little electrical gremlins in the thing, and then it's good for a while. And for no rhyme or reason, it'll be bad again. Uh, that big ground issue has been resolved. They use a really shitty. It wasn't even a like a terminal clamp it was like a terminal with little push tabs that you fold over the wires and they've got eight wires going into this thing or some shit and they just there's no solder no nothing it's just crimped on so the wires get all corroded 
<laughs> and they start falling out of this like terminal that's just clamped on like I don't even think it was clamped on that hard. RJ would know he was with me when I pulled it out. It was I think I still have it at the shop cuz it's it's just so funny that that's what was holding all the grounds and it's so like juvenile. It's this tiny little thing that should not belong on a diesel truck. Um <laughs> doing like all of the important grounds for everything. Like I'm pretty sure the truck won't run without those some of those grounds. Actually, I know for a fact it won't run because it's caused me problems like that before. Like the when I first bought the truck, it didn't want to run because of that. Um I didn't know that at the time and neither did Miguel or any of the other guys who were there, but that was why I was doing that. Um and it would just act up at weird times and then it finally started acting up a lot and I started messing with it more and then it started getting really bad. Uh to the point where it was like stalling on the middle of the road and I was like I'm just going to uh, like put the right pressures on it to make it start, and we're going to pray you make it home and you don't do that again. And it did, and then I fixed it the next day. So, yeah, you'd go over bumps and like everything would shut off. Or the, I remember I have a video of like the gauges just like doing weird things and then lights coming on and going off. And it was just very confused and not happy, and that's when I knew that needed to get fixed. That sounds certifiably not great. No, I will say, you know, I love the Dodge. I do not like the electrical problems that it has come with. It has a lot of them. Uh, I've I fixed a lot of them. Comes with the territory now. I know. And it's just frustrating because I had similar issues with the Jeep and I fixed them all. So, like, I know they can be resolved. It's just patience, like, and a... You have to not be dumb, too. I mean, there's a lot of people who will just hey, ruin no it. Hey, no need to call me out like that. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, There's a lot of people who just do dumb things. Like, something's wrong, and they don't know what it is. Because like, it's probably a ground, and then they do weird shit to fix it. Uh, not saying that I'm completely not at fault for doing that. Like, sometimes <laughs> I don't want to fix something, and I know it's a problem, and I just, you know... I put tinfoil over the wire like they tell you to do on the internet, and that works for a while, and that's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's what? a thing. Yep. It's literally no, a thing. It's a, it's, a, it's a commons thing. Yep. It's, a, it's a thing. It actually fixes it for a little bit. It does revert back. I don't know if the tinfoil just gets charged with too many fluorides or what, but... Uh, now does the part that I was telling you about us, or me and my dad putting uh, an extra set of grounds in the truck make sense? Yeah. Uh, I know the reason why it happens too, because I've gone down the whole rabbit hole, and I know how to fix it. I just haven't done it yet, because uh, it needs that thing needs a lot more than just that wire fixed. It needs all the power and grounds redone for me to resolve a lot of my gremlins. I have a feeling, so I'm just holding off on all of it till I can buy two batteries that aren't going to leak battery acid all over my fenders and ruin them because they're already ruined i mean visually outside they look fine but they're ruined they're like the the driver's side is covered in acid because it's uh uh my year old battery is leaking copious amounts of battery acid everywhere which is super cool we love that um certifiably not great yeah it's i love when my battery ruins my fenders which are very difficult to find Decent shape in New England, but uh, I digress. Um, they still look pretty from the outside, just not from the inside. Um, for now, Indeed. yeah, that's that's like I don't know. I could go on and on about the Dodge and its fucking quirks, but 
uh, I love it. It does all the things I want it to do. And yeah, the f- more work still before we do the trips and such this year, but we'll, uh, it's just, I, I put a lot of miles in that thing. I think I put, I bought it have middle of last winter. Yeah, and I then probably owned just... it a year and a half, right? Yep. And I bought it with 230. 4,000 some odd miles. And it now has 265,000 miles on it. Yep. Yeah, so, added them up pretty quick. Yeah. And then I went to, because uh, I'm looking at changing my insurance, and I put I put the num like a, you know, the number I expect, th- I thought it wasn't, seemed correct in there. Because uh, it's been a year and a half-ish. And maybe two years, even two years ago. If you split that, that's still 15,000 miles. Um, I put that in, and in my the you know, the insurance thing where you have to put in the mileage and all this other stuff, it was like, that seems a little high. Like, are you sure that's your actual number? And I was like, pretty sure. <laughs> like, if I've anything, done a lot of driving. Leave me alone. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. To, it was like making me question my my uh, answer there. I was like, well, I know what the mileage is and how long I've owned it. And <laughs> just made me yeah. think about it. I was like, damn. And I was like kind of counting up the trip miles and all the other stuff I do. I mean, it's like have, have not uncommon. Talked? Less so the past couple months, but I imagine once things ramp up again, it'll be the same. It's like weekends. And I was telling Alexis, like, when we when we were first starting to talk, she was like, "You're always out like driving." Like, I was like, "Yeah, it's weird if I have a weekend where I'm not driving six hours somewhere in in a round round trip format or like over the course of the weekend six hours." And that was like a like a low number. I do a ton of driving, and I don't really I don't really no, think why? about it till yeah yeah. Have I told you about the situation I'm in with my truck right now? No, it's before though, so I can only imagine. <laughs> uh, no, this this involves far more than just Ford. Oh, let's hear it. The state of Tennessee has lost my title. Well, what? That's fine. You don't need that, anyways. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So, like, why did they have your title in the first place? Because they, because Capital One has my title because oh, I owe oh, money oh, on oh. it. Yes. So, okay. So I, when we moved, you know, whatever, like, uh, I did end up fucking having to change some stuff and like refinance and like I stayed with Capital One and all. I just, I extended the term of the loan to reduce the payments a little bit. So now I was getting real close to getting it paid off and I had to go and register the truck and I wasn't thinking much about it. So I pull in to the drive through and I'm like, all right, cool. I'll be done in five minutes. Here's my insurance card. Here's my registration. And the woman goes, Yeah. State of Tennessee doesn't have your title. And I'm like, do what? (laughs) This isn't... Woman, what are you talking about here? That's between Capital One and Tennessee. I sent all the paperwork I had to send when I moved. Capital One should have taken care of it, and Tennessee should have taken care of it. I'm like, all right, cool. So, like, I actually have all of the money sitting 
ready to pay the truck off because like I've been wanting night vision. I've been wanting to do the stuff I had to do with the Jeep and I've like been sitting there and looking at my expenses and I'm like, all right, cool. I'll pay the truck off. So I go to go and do that and fucking I call up the state of Tennessee and I'm like, hey, what's up with my title? Oh, Capital One didn't send it over. Okay, cool. So I call Capital One and they're like, hey, you know, yeah, no, we sent the title over. We don't have it. I'm like, huh. Well, this is something. Uh, you do realize that that title is like Connecticut and I live in Tennessee, right? You, you can see the problem here, right? <laughs> uh, well, we'll put your money in escrow. Um, if we haven't gotten this figured out in two weeks or a week, we'll send it back to you. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I call Tennessee up, and they're like, all right, well, you have to get them to send this form and that form, and it's like, all right, cool. So, like, I'm in the process of trying to get that done. Meanwhile, I have the money to pay my truck off sitting in the middle of, well, it's with Capital One, so I'm hoping that, you know, like, it's not going to go missing. But, like, at the same time, it's kind of like, what the fuck? Why? Because they can't reply, or they can't request another title from the state of Connecticut. Will they not off, like issue one or something? Or, um, it's been two plus years. Um, that doesn't matter. I was gonna say have, that it's unlikely if it's been two plus years and the title was supposed to be handed over that long ago. Uh, that's not really on them anymore. Um, yeah, so you don't I'm usually kinda... just keep spare titles around for people's vehicles. That can get messy very fast, Cody. No, but they can. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's just same thing. Like I could just go to the state of Massachusetts and request a new title for my truck. Like, yeah, my yeah, you can live there. You and I transferred the registration on the Connecticut title to Tennessee, which is another sticking factor. So I was supposed to get a Tennessee title issued. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I. Bet you there's an easy answer for this. It's oh, there just gonna is. take a little it's, bit of fucking finagling. No, it it goes to the uh go to the courthouse with the truck, unregistered, be like, hey, Mr. Officer, can you please come outside and read my VIN tag to the uh off and write down the numbers here? Yep, matches my registration. Cool. We're gonna just say that we lost the title and we reissue a new title through Tennessee. But it's just obnoxious because, like, now I have to go to the courthouse instead of having to go down there. And, like, I have to wait because Capital One says that you have to wait two weeks before they're going to, um, after they, like, go through the start of this process to call back. And it's just, like, cool. I get to drive an unregistered truck now for, like, going on three months and... I've been trying to get this resolved for like the last month and a half because I didn't realize that there was like, you know, an issue with my, like I knew my registration was coming up, but also like I wasn't really thinking about it that much. And then I was like, oh, hey, my registration says 23. It's 24. Really should probably take care of this. <laughs> All right. So maybe a month and a half, isn't it? Maybe it's been the last three weeks, but you get the picture. Um, and. Yeah, that's just where I'm at with it. So my truck currently doesn't have a title or a registration, and it's just like, this is cool. You don't need those. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, about that. Uh, 
I want to get just, this figured you, out. As quick. long as you don't get caught, you don't need those. Uh, you know what's funny? I have a letter from Capital One saying that the Tennessee, um, basically the DMV, has to get me the title. And I have a letter from the state of Tennessee saying that Capital One has to get them the title. So I've just been driving around with both of those. And then I have the letter of the form that, or like I have a copy of the form from um, Capital One to get them the title to Tennessee and vice versa. And so like I've been driving around with four stacks of paper trying to like explain the situation. So if I get pulled over, I can be like, I know it's currently not registered. Here's why. Because, like, what am I supposed to do? Just stop living my life? Nope. That's stupid. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a reasonable answer, but goddamn, dude, that just sounds like a fuck situation no matter what way you got it. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I got all that going on. And then... That's, my what, grand... I love, that's what I love about cars and, like, all this stuff is... <laughs> You know, there's so much, like, not even that much. There's just, you know, the minor amount of red tape and bureaucracy that is involved around it all. Like, it doesn't actually stop much in the grand scheme of things. Like, if you have a vehicle and it's like, you've been driving it, you own the thing, and you know you own it, and you've got the paperwork to prove that you own it or whatever, and somebody screws up and you lose a title, like Luke's or something... It's like, what are you going to do? You're just going to keep driving it, and they're going to give you a piece of paper that says you're immune uh, to the laws of, of needing this because uh, we fucked up. And yeah, and it's like, it's just, uh, okay, it's, it's we're just here. Funny. I don't know. I get a kick out of stuff like that where it's, you know, there's supposed to be this hard set rule where, like, there's you cannot break it, and then, oh, no, we broke it. Here you go. Free pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we fucked up. So, like, because we fucked up, here's your paperwork. To say that we fucked up and we're trying to unfuck our fuck up. But it could be like three weeks because... Oh, by the way, we got an ice storm in the middle of Tennessee, which shut down the fucking DMV. (laughs) Uh, Oh, and then in the middle of this, there's some family drama going on. But then there's some family drama I can actually talk about. So, like, I'm in the middle of dealing with all this shit. And I get a phone call from my mom and she's like, hey, um... So, I don't exactly know what's up with your grandfather and all, but, uh, things are not looking good. He fell down, his head, like, hit a glass, uh, wall at a museum in the Florida Keys, because he's, like, 94, and they've never seen the Keys and all that, and they're like, yeah, um, there were EMTs that were on the tour with them, and there was people on site and whatnot, and they were able to get him, like into the ambulance and then they've put him on the um, helicopter to we don't know where but we think it's Miami so my grandfather is passed out with a head injury next phone call we get a day later like not having heard anything trying to like call hospitals and whatnot to figure it out nope it's my grandmother calling my mom and in the background my mom started recording it just to send it to me my grandfather cut his ear off, got a concussion, lost a quart and a half of blood, I think it was. Don't quote me on that. I'm going off of what my mom said, so like, hey. Um, so, he's loudly arguing with the doctor about the Boston Red Sox versus the Yankees 
<laughs> while his ear is getting stitched back up from having been cut completely off. Or not completely off, but like hanging and a flopping around and like all of that. And he got 56 stitches to reattach his ear. But he has to pick a fight with the doctor because the doctor showed up late and was a Boston fan. <laughs> As he fucking should be. Good man. Fuck them Yankee peoples. Terrible. Well, my grandfather grew up in New York in the uh, 30s and 40s, so, you know, it'd be like that. Fair enough. That's a good, uh, that's a good answer. <laughs> so, like, it, it just I've got all this stuff going on, and I'm trying not to, like, have a conniption in addition to some other stuff that I just won't talk about on the fucking podcast. Um, and, yeah, so that was fun. So I was like, okay, cool. And this is right in the middle of me deciding that I'm going to go back to not drinking and do the sober for six month thing with the only exception being wheeling trips. So that was a real fun test of that. You're going to have to go wheeling a bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Got to curb that addiction with more wheeling. It's not an addiction. It's the best way to, uh, (laughs) I mean, it's like wheeling becomes the catalyst, right? So then you become addicted to wheeling. Yeah, well, that's the you know, way I'm, to do it. We need to do figure that out for Cody. What's Cody's uh, addiction? You're not allowed. Oh, to, you're not allowed brother. to dip unless you're wheeling. Good it's, thing I haven't touched like my tub in, I haven't touched <laughs> my tub in like three months. Let's go. Fuck yeah. yeah, dude. Um, it's it's not even that like I don't want to, or it's not even that drinking was a problem or that I want to like drink excessively. I mean, there was a couple of points in there where I was getting shitty a little bit too often, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like it was a uh, routine. Um, at least for like the last year or so, there yeah. was definitely a couple of bad points in there. But you know, hey, whatever. People are people. Mm-hmm. Um. So I just was like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to do the six-month thing. I'm going to go back to the gym and whatnot. And I'm also going to start, like, dieting because, you know, it just seems, like, reasonable. And yeah, anyways, hit the gym, fuckers. Um, I'm at 205. When I left Connecticut, I was 225. And Graham, when you came down, I was at 212. So just off of dieting, that's been pretty good. But I've been back mm-hmm. to the gym twice, and it's been nice. Oh yeah, man. yeah it's too you. cold. I don't go to gyms. I <laughs> things, but not when it's five degrees outside. Um, yeah, can't really I was do that. I was not happy when I walked back in there. Like I still got some of it, but I don't have the my bench dropped about 40 pounds and i'm not happy about that that's what happens you have to be consistent i'm aware i, I Dad. can't pick up anything we, didn't we have a conversation about this uh yes last week with the yeah i don't know if it was on air or if it was a conversation we were having beforehand oh yeah because jake was uh was doing the lifting stuff too and he's a cool we, dude we were talking about the requirements to be a police officer right yeah that was off air i think <laughs> yeah and it was like what is it? It was like a third of your body weight or something? Uh, it was half your body, your body weight. Two thirds your body weight? Well, yeah, it's yeah. nothing for me. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's what, significant for 48 you pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but like, anyways, to get back to it, though, I was like, cool. 
I put down a nice 160 single rep, but I was able to sit there and do 95 pounds for 36 reps, and I'm like, oh, cool. All right, I still at least have the endurance side of it. I don't have the brute, like, PR side, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Progress is still progress. I don't know how much this applies to, um, you know, the lifting side of things, but running is one of those things where if you, it's, it's all, it's mostly mental. And I have a feeling that lifting to a certain extent is probably the same. Now, if you're comfortable doing it and you have a mental understanding of like what you're supposed to be doing in the form and all this other stuff, like you can probably lift a weight that you haven't lifted in a while just because you have the muscle memory and Uh, yeah, I'll give you that stuff. Right. And it's the same with running slightly different because running is very much mental because it's hard. Right, people who haven't, who don't run a lot. Uh, cardio sucks. I fucking yes, hate that. cardio. But there's a comfort in it that you don't get unless you've done a lot of it, and I've done a lot of it in my earlier years. So even though I don't run a ton anymore, it's something that whenever I'm like, I'm gonna go for a run, I can pick back up. And usually when I do that, it'll you know I'll, I'll start a streak for a while, and then you you know I really get back into it. But even like the first week is. Which is difficult, right? Anytime you're starting something yeah, that dude. you haven't done in a while, it always it always sucks. But you know, you get that initial bit out of the way, and then you realize, oh, it's the same as it's always been. Like exercising doesn't really get more or less difficult. I mean, obviously, if you're there are exceptions to that, right? Everybody gets older, and you know, you might have something happen. You might be way weaker or whatever, and things are going to be different in that case. But in most healthy people and you go and you jump back into an exercise that you haven't done in a while, and it's like you you can do that, and it's not really that big of a deal because you have yeah. mental mental yeah, skill and it's... or thought. Mental blocks are out of the way. Like you already know what you need to be doing. You just need to do it, and then you know there's yeah satisfaction from that. I like doing a lot of free weight stuff too, so I was kind of happy that, like, I sat down, grabbed the barbells, and it's like, you know, 25-pound barbells are not a lot, but, like, at the same time, like, it's a reasonable enough starting point to pick back up at, because I was doing 35 pounds before, which I know that's, like, not a lot. Okay, I get it. There are some people that are meatheads, but whatever. Um, And... I was just, like, able to comfortably do the exercises. I left feeling like shit, and I go for a lot of reps. I don't go for a lot of weight right off the rip. I'd rather just build up to the point where, you know, like, my bench set's 36 reps. I'd rather be at a point where I'm comfortable doing 36 reps with a lot of weight than be comfortable with doing one rep like sprinting versus endurance running type of a deal. Um, But I saw this one weird statistic that on the note of running, did you know that the average American will never sprint again after they turn 30? That sounds like a lie. Mm. Most people have, most people have children after 30 and you're telling me your kid's not going to run away from you and you have to sprint to catch them. Um, I think they mean like a prolonged, like actual, like sprinting endeavor, or it might have been running. Sprinting is a lot of stress on, like, long distance is stressful, but it's a it's a warm up, warm down sort of thing. I mean, if you warm up, 
sprint like then 30 years old i have no doubt i can see where that's coming from though because it is just like aggressive like it's just a lot yep um, it's a lot on your body to do that and it's just but the thing that i'll say is after reading that every time i go in the gym even if it's just on the treadmill i try and bang out at least like a minute as fast as i fucking can just so that way i don't fall into that statistic Mm. what you should really do is find a track and do uh yeah i know if you just do a hundred meter i'd rather just go treadmill sucks yeah and that's realistic uh hiking is good too actually different muscle groups too it's it's like running doesn't and sprinting doesn't hit the same groups of muscles that uh you'll get from hiking. It's totally different. I think it's a more useful set of muscles, in my opinion. Running, like, building running muscles is great, don't get me wrong, but, like, it's not realistic. Realistically, you're probably going to be carrying more things up a mountain than you are going to be running on a road, (laughs) in most cases. So. Yeah, I just, I'd rather, I like hiking, and I like hiking with weight. Like, I have zero issues, you know. I'll go to a weird spot in Tennessee that's not, like, near... Not a common hiking spot with, you know, a buddy or two. We'll throw on plate carriers, throw a dumbbell in the backpack, throw some water in the backpack, and we'll go bang out six, seven miles, and we come out of it feeling like shit. But it ends up... I just prefer that over going to a track. I can't tell you exactly what it is, but like hopping on a treadmill doing a suffering minute, completely fine. Going no. to a track, zero interest in doing that. Going hiking with an extra 45 pounds on my body, completely down with that. Let's go for six, seven miles. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is scenery. I don't like treadmills because... You don't get to look at anything. Um, I don't really like tracks, but I've done a lot of laps around tracks because I was a distance runner and I did track. And the only thing a distance runner can do on around a track is run around it a lot of times. And it sucks, but I'm used to it. So there's like some sort of comfort in the fact that you look, you know exactly what your, your distance you're going and you're getting that satisfaction from doing the loop so many times or whatever. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. Treadmills, at the same time, treadmills dictate everything. Like, you just have to... The treadmill is the leader, and you just have to follow what it, it's telling you to do. And it's... I don't know. It's not realistic. If you actually go and, like, not run on a treadmill, then you'll end up... Uh, you'll probably end up going slower, because the treadmill is pushing you. But you have to find that... You have to push yourself without a treadmill, which is a much better way of going about it, because it's... I don't know. It's just more realistic, and, you know, yep. works you harder. Uh, yeah, I guess but that, anyways, it hmm? makes sense. I was just gonna say it makes sense. It's like we're like yeah, a, it's, it's like not a, the same. No, like it's a station, same. like it doesn't really matter because you're doing the same function. Where like the treadmill is like you're you're not like pushing for. I don't know. Like I could definitely it's see not, what you're getting. It's not though. the same thing at all. Yeah, like it. They're they're close, but not not the same. Not the same workout at in the slightest. Which is why yep. I don't really like going on treadmills at gyms. That's why I like wouldn't go. I'm not going to pay for a gym membership to go and run because 
I could just go outside and run, and it'll be a better exercise mentally and physically, in my opinion. Anyways, and I'll be able to look at things and like have yeah. a little fun jog, and I don't know. I Anyways. really like the why. The why is what I settled on for the new gym, because uh, the guy that I was going to the gym with, who was a co-worker, decided to, and also a co-owner of the gym, decided to get involved with the other co-owner's wife, and you can see how that went for me. I'd probably get into the co-owner's wife, too. Was she hot? No. Oh, God. Oh, never mind. <laughs> um, I very rarely use this description when talking about people, but she was a war hog. Damn, I guess everybody has a type, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, she could bench 250, but... Scary. Yeah. Scary. She could bench two of me on top of her. <laughs> <laughs> almost two. Almost two. God, I, I forget say, I how assume small you, you are sometimes, Graham. <laughs> Graham's not that small. He's there's no way you weighed yourself. You're definitely a solid 145, oh. no doubt. I'm, I'm I'm 155, 160. Yeah, I was gonna I say, but there's no way you're 125. That's like no, no, no. Tiny, I was I was tiny. I was emphasizing just for the uh, the <laughs> image in my mind of just being double bench pressed. But um, yeah. I was gonna say that's like Morgan sized. You're bigger than Morgan. <laughs> no, definitely. He's definitely. When he said it, I was like, you know, he's definitely wrong, but I'm not going to be the one to correct him here because, but then I was thinking about it, I'm like, man, I can't be having people out here thinking my man's is 125, you know? <laughs> like, I can't be having that. Oh, Just a little toothpick wandering around. <laughs> Some RJ vibes there. <laughs> Holy shit. No, again, not talking shit to RJ. Last time he was like, man, you know, you're talking shit against me and I can't say nothing. So, no, not yeah, you're shit. goddamn right, RJ. I am talking shit. Hit the gym. Yeah. It was about the no, it, Jesus Christ! It's not for everybody. So relax there, Luke. Anyways, um, I'm just he, giving RJ shit know, because it fits the conversation. <laughs> no, but we were talking about his seat time, and he was—I forget what the whole conversation turned into afterwards. But Did I was just like, bro, like I was seventeen, not actually no, seventeen, but bro, he's like what twenty something. Yeah, he just turned. I think he's just turning twenty, or he is nineteen. 19. He's nineteen, yeah. and he yeah. fell in with you lot. God. Yeah, Why are you doing that to the poor guy? No, you gotta you gotta take into consideration. It's not just him though. He's younger, so like, think of his girlfriend who I I don't know her age, um, but like she. Hello, we lost him. Rip. Test, test, test. Are we back? Okay. Uh, back. I actually just ripped the, the cord out of my microphone. Uh, <laughs> but, like, they have to learn to intermingle with us fucking old idiots. And, the, like, they just have to get used to it. I don't know. I feel like that's going to be such an interesting dynamic. Where with us, it's like, I don't know, like, 35-year-olds, it's like we're kind of all in the same headspace from, like, I don't know, I'd say 27 to 40 that, like don't really know what's going on trying to figure out where the fuck we're going to live how many kids we're going to have and like how we're going to get there it's kind of we're all in that same mentality where i don't know when i was under 21 i'd fuck i don't, I don't think i would have been hanging out with 27 year olds 28 year olds but we do cool jeep things somehow except for you cody Ooh, and Richie. he tries He's i know things. i'm just giving him shit um anyway he's also just being responsible there's nothing wrong with being responsible 
I know. Even though I, I give know. plenty of people shit for trying to be responsible. I just like, yep. you got to be responsible, but then like leave some room for the fun because you can't just be responsible for your whole fucking life. Well, yeah, that's you like, might, you might be happy reason. when you're 65, but I'm not going to, you know, chances of you being, you know, I'll be able bodied and crawling around into a rig at 65. Not impossible. Not saying that's impossible at all. But the that's a lot shorter of a window of you to have a ton of fun with a rig versus if you just start now and continue to commit to something and, you know, don't blow your entire bank account, but at the same time, don't don't cut yourself off from the the hobby entirely because you're for the sake of saving money for your future. Uh, again, not financial advice. This is just Graham advice. Um, <laughs> this is just Graham grumbling. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't. I don't know. Like, Whenever. People don't spend any money on any hobby that they have because they're trying to save all of it for, uh, you know, their future endeavors. It's like, well, that's irresponsible too. Like, don't short yourself now so you can maybe have something good later. Why don't you just balance yourself and save some money? For later, but then also save some money for now and not end Says up. the man a... making close to 100k a year, just saying. <laughs> yeah, I know it's easy for me to say. <laughs> Way to just again, throw I'm my not, numbers I, out there. I, um, it was a, it was a rough thing, and obviously I'm not I'm not discrediting the amount of effort that it took for you to get to the point. So I'm not I'm not I'm just teasing you on that fact. Yes. Yeah, well. I mean, <laughs> you can make and you can make that work with however you want. Uh, it doesn't get any easier or more difficult the more money you've made, in my this opinion. This is true. Because um, all you end up doing with more money is creating more... Uh, financial problems. You you put yourself in more binds um, yep. uh, financially mm, with... For sure. Oblig- yeah. with, listen, mm. with, I, I probably still spend more i mean because i i have i'm and yes i'm lucky i have the options to to go and find a cheap shop and rent that and go and buy tools and put all my shit in there and work on things and i have that option uh now do do i share that with my friends who who don't have that yes and uh if we were in flip positions i would hope you do the same uh so you know it's it's not um it is what it is. Is the end of that basically? I mean, yeah. like, I mean, I'm I not. Going, I was going somewhere with it, but I've lost my train of thought. Um, like, you can make it work with as much or as little as you want. Like, it's it's not about the money. Yes, if you have more money, it makes things easier, but it doesn't necessarily. No, I wouldn't say that. If you have more uh, spendable money, when making, yeah. Money. Well, your spendable making... money is all. Depending on your overhead, if you don't no, no, have overhead, yeah. you could be making half what I'm making, and you'd have just as much money as me. Yeah, I have a no, lot of overhead with a lot of yeah, things. Like, yeah, <laughs> I have, I have very low overhead, and I make, I don't know, fifteen grand less than Graham, but my overhead's lower, so therefore we're probably in about the same actual boat at the end yeah, of the I year. I mean, when I've, I've talked, and when I've talked with other friends. Um, you know about stuff like that. And I look at their overhead, and I look at mine. And I'm like, yeah, they're definitely as far as 
income they have to choose whether they spend or save or do whatever, they have more. And my a lot of my overhead is because I am committed to doing the off-roading thing and I'm not overstepping my overhead isn't overstepping what I would I would let it if I was, you know, making what I make. If I made less, I'd have to probably chop the overhead down a little bit or live pretty uncomfortably. Um so I don't know. It's it's a uh, it's just always a balancing act. You can't really yeah, necessarily I... say you, what somebody is making doesn't necessarily mean that they have a like a lot of play money, right? I mean, you can have something and it's you know it's doing something for you. And I mean, my income's all over the place too because I work on shits on the side. So like I don't know. Some months it's a it's double and some months it's you know it's all overhead like it all depends so um yeah and like it's hard to gauge that's why i'm you know paid off the truck basically and like i'm just trying to figure out the last of that right now getting the title stuff squared away and then getting the actual title in my hand and like all right, so it's not completely paid off, but like it's one month away from being paid off. So as a result of all of that, the goal for next year is I'm trying to hit it completely debt-free so that way the overhead that I have is not affecting me at the next stage when I have to buy a house cuz like eventually I am going to have to buy a house because shop rents down here are more expensive than the mortgage payment plus the or sorry it's more expensive to rent my place rent a shop and all of that than it would be otherwise unless we figure something else out with logan and myself going in half on a shop and whatnot but either way it's still like i have to get rid of that payment get all the other stuff squared away yeah i would say i mean i don't know the climate of shop space in tennessee but not I mean, great yeah uh it's probably not close is the thing i bet you pricing it's good compared to here uh but proximity is probably your biggest challenge um proximity is definitely a challenge like if i could find a place that's less than an hour away it would be awesome but yeah that's still you know trying to find a place that's an hour away yeah. is not exactly easy either. No. And an hour is a is an, a frustrating drive. Uh half an hour is almost too far for me. I don't love the I miss but... the shop in Terryville so fucking much because it was 10 minutes away from where yeah. I worked. That's nice. That's it's that makes it you don't really have to th- you're not thinking about it, right? Um but that being said, I mean my my expenses for actual like rent for my shop space and my apartment are significantly less than what I would be paying for to you know pay down a mortgage on a house uh so mortgage which is something I've always said and I'm I'm happy hmm? with a mortgage on a house with a like a shop space that size yes oh yeah. 100% yeah and even even just a regular ass house i mean what kind of house are you buying nowadays that isn't going to have i don't know what's the average mortgage monthly payment for like a with taxes and everything and insurance included it's like over 1700 for like an average house nowadays yeah 
well yeah that's, and that's, that's like still more than what i'm payment. paying i mean and that's not including yeah. you know all you'd have to pay on utilities and all the other stuff so oh, like, yeah. none of that would change for <laughs> if anything it'd be more i think that's what you know some of the people who are all gung-ho about buying houses don't understand like it doesn't all right so right now pulling up the uh googles it's convenient, yes, but it's not always the. It's not always financially the. Yeah, most sound oh, yeah. opinion. I mean, yes, it's it's better in a lot of ways, but it costs more, and I don't know. I don't. I don't care one way or another. It's just that if anything, it's just more obligations that I've got to deal with at this point in time that I don't want. Right? I don't want to have to mow my lawn. I don't have a lawn, so I don't have to do that. I don't have to buy a lawn mower. Uh, um, and I just dealt with all this, like doing the shop stuff, like, uh, like gathering all the things to make that shop what it needed to be, uh, because I basically pulled myself out of the other one and Jacob, you know, had, he owned all those tools. So he took most of the tools. I, I kept a couple that he let me keep, um, all of which are my prized possessions. Um, but like it was starting from scratch and that's, uh, it costs a lot of money to start from scratch, and none of us own a home, so you're starting from scratch. So, yeah, uh, and I just did a quick Google search. Right now, the average monthly payment is two thousand eight hundred and eighty-three dollars on a thirty-year fixed mortgage. Yeah, that's significantly more. That's about double, almost it's, double what I pay. Uh, that's skewed weird. That uh, was just... I got mine from a mortgage lender. That's the only reason why I felt confident saying my number. That's that. I mean, you're not wrong. I'm sh- again. Every house fucking varies. Every price varies. Yeah. Everybody's interest yeah, rate varies. Everybody's insurance taxes. Like United States. Take. Realistically, you'd like probably pay it about two grand to twenty-two grand or something along those lines. So that's twenty-two like, if grand. Level, wow. Sorry, twenty-two hundred. Yeah. Two-year loan on my house, twenty-two yeah. grand. A yeah, month. hell yeah! <laughs> You're just slapping them out there. <laughs> that's uh, wild, though. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, as as nice as it is, and like, uh, I'd rather just rent and spend less money, and then save the money that I would be putting towards, you know. That and when your water heater explodes or your furnace goes down, oh yeah, I just call you. I don't like have to do anything about it. It doesn't come yeah. out of my pocket. You call me. Yeah. Shit. When did I become your maintenance man? You're you're a maintenance man. I can tell you. You still, gotta, you still gotta fix my light. Easily. Easily, bro. I do that shit daily. Like that's not, we just gotta point to the light and be like, okay, fix. Ah. <laughs> so not to be that guy, but uh it is starting to get a little bit late here and I've been up since six this morning. And you don't even have to edit. I do. Indeed. <laughs> so any uh you guys want to ro- wind it down? Yeah, yeah we can start winding down. I'm okay with that. This was a weird one. We started with some like semi off road car related things. Yeah, well, it was bound to be a weird one when it's the three of us alone in a room. Um, you know, that's just how it be. You're not in my room right now. I'm in your walls. Fuck. I'm down the street. <laughs> Indeed. (laughs) Let's fucking wrap this shit up. Let's go. All right. Well, then on that note, don't run through life, but walk with a purpose with everything you do. Amen.